And hello, welcome to episode number 77 of the Average Man Podcast. We're getting there now, aren't we? 77, moving along, really moving along. Um, look, man, the name of this episode is Confidence, brought in by Ocean Alley there, the track Confidence. So I just want to open by talking a little bit about confidence. It's a funny thing, confidence, isn't it? It's a slippery thing. Um you know, I feel like I'm a different person when my confidence is in and when my confidence is out. And it's it's hard to know why it comes and goes. And it's just kind of, it, I feel like it's the same in work and in life and in sports and basically anything you do. You, you can be nearly two different people when you're confident and when you're not feeling confident. A small mistake or a few mistakes or a big mistake um, can can cause you to slip up and lose lose the, your grasp on your confidence and it can act it can force you to perform you know at a lower level than you used to and then that creates more low confidence in yourself and you can kind of get into a real circle um, you know but I think when I'm in that state of of low confidence kind of can breed insecurities and you know perhaps some people can get fall into a depression um as well when you're in that state but i think it's important to just keep moving forward you know keep moving anyway and even though it doesn't feel good where you're doing it like you feel you know like you're walking on eggshells you're gonna fuck things up whatever it is you're doing say you're at work say it's your personal life say it's in a you know sport or whatever you're going to fuck things up, man, you know, um, am I messing this up, do I know what I'm doing, you know, um, am I just a fake, you know, but you just keep 
doing the things that you know you're supposed to be doing anyway, one foot in front of the other. And, you know, eventually you'll do something right or you'll do a few things right or things that you've been doing will start to pay off and, you know, you'll start you start to build that momentum again and start to get back on track. And, and I think that it's important to keep moving forward and keep doing things so you don't just go stagnant and spiral too far backwards because once you do start doing things right, that they say competence builds confidence. So you start doing things right, you start building confidence up again. And then, you know, eventually you're back on, you know, you're back on track, you're feeling confident again, things are going well, and you haven't slipped too far back or you didn't fall too stagnant when you were when you were in that kind of low confidence, depressed, maybe, you know, low self-esteem kind of kind of zone because there's nothing worse than letting that mood take you and 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 being too afraid to do the things that you love to do or know you should be doing and then you know someone else passes you by or opportunities pass you by or you get back on track and you realize that you're three months down the road where you were you know where you left off and you've got to you've got to start again and build all that momentum back up again so it's important to just just keep moving forward even though you feel like you're going to stuff it all up sometimes or you feel like you don't know what you're doing and I guess I thought I'd talk about that because I've just I feel like come out of one of those periods or maybe I'm still in it the tail end of it recently and um yeah I don't know you know this podcast is about being just an average dude an average man facing average everyday problems and I think it's important sometimes for us to talk about our flaws and our shortcomings and the things that aren't always you know it's not all it's not all um sunshine and lollipops sometimes we have rough times we have you know bad days weeks months years sometimes people you know so it's just as as hard as it is to talk about negative things and stuff you know your own shortcomings i do think it's important to to do it there's a whole lot of uh um social media fuckery that goes on online um these days of people creating false lives for themselves or not necessarily false lives but continuously highlighting the best part of their day every day and putting that online and that's what other people see and and that's what other people feel like your life or that that person's life is like and then they start doubting themselves because they're not doing those things and you know they can fall then into into a depression or a self-deprecating kind of cycle as well you know and there's a whole lot of that going on you know not just for teenagers but for people across the board parents get it when they look at other parents the way they're doing things you get it when you look at the the, the people you know who are going on these crazy adventures and holidays or buying this new car or this new house or this new that and that and we judge ourselves which we should never do on on what we see other people doing and um you know there's so much of that online it's not even realistic like it used to be where you would see what the people around you were doing and you get a more of a gauge even though there still can be a lot of smoke and mirrors in, in how well people are doing you get more of an idea when you're actually there physically in front of them watching them rather than just looking at the the best 30 seconds of their day posted on instagram you know so i think it's important to talk about our downfalls and shortcomings and for me definitely falling into that zone of low confidence is something that, that that pops up all the time and it can be really hard to to get past you start doubting yourself you start second guessing all your decisions and you know it, it i think it's something that most of us get at one point or, an, or another and it's it's 
it's it's a human problem and there's but there's definitely things you can do to minimize the the negative effect on your life you know and it's it's about consistency so i believe in that consistency even when you're not feeling on your game even when that confidence is low still as i said you know doing the right things still moving forward one step at a time um so that you when you come back into a good headspace you've still got some consistency and and pattern and uh you know some patterns and that you're still following good habits and stuff in built into your life so you don't have to build it all from scratch again every time and, and it really is hard to keep consistent and to keep motivated i've felt that lately for whatever reason maybe it's a byproduct of the whole covid period and missing out on holidays we wanted to go on and kind of feeling a little bit stuck uh, lower on options and things like that um at times um you know, even though we are living here in Headland, one of the best places in the world to be during a period like this, is the weather's been great, the work's been full, like flat out. Um, you know, we've got places we can go to get away from our normal everyday life. So I, I, I'm careful not to be complaining too much about it. But you know, you adjust to the situations that you're in, and um, I'm just going to open a little. If you hear that, it's not a beer. Not a beer, it's a 11.15 on a Monday morning. So that is a Coke Zero, my friends. But, you know, it's still, I'm not sure. Maybe that's why I'm feeling a little bit low on motivation and confidence and all that sort of stuff lately. I really haven't done what I wanted to do with this podcast this year. So I guess in the meantime, I'm at least trying to keep them coming through every week or fortnight at the latest um, just to keep to keep the thing moving forward and keep my my skills up and keep the the podcast relevant, but definitely not sitting where I want it to be sitting, you know. Um, and that terrifies me, man. To be honest, it it terrifies me that I'll that I'll fuck this up. The one thing I really love doing, you know, I've got other hobbies. I don't get a lot of time to do them lately, you know, and I do enjoy my job, but. This, this podcast is what I, I love to do. I really love to do it. It's what I see myself doing for the rest of my life. I'd love to make it a viable option uh, to make money from so I can spend a bit more time on it, you know. Um, but whether or not I do do that, monetize it, as long as I have a few people listening, I'm going to keep doing it because I do love it. And that's one, it just terrifies me that I'll fall into a slack period or I'll start doubting myself too much no one wants to hear me no one no, no one wants to hear the bloody podcast and what have you got to offer anyone you know blah 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 talk yourself out of it and it terrifies me that I'll do that and I'll fall I'll let this thing fall apart and and you know, all the work and time and effort I've put into it so that 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 does really play on my mind sometimes you know you think sometimes you can self self-loathe pretty bad on yourself and I think about oh you're going to self-sabotage this thing and you know even though from the outside looking in it's obviously it doesn't look it's not a success I'm not like there's not thousands of people listening it's not consistently growing it's sitting pretty pretty solid where it's been for the last year but I still have a, a core group of people that listen and I'm getting some good feedback through the community so to me it's a success so far but it's the work I've put in um, I think I've got a lot better at talking. Um, you know, I've done some, done some interviews, had some guests that I'm really proud about. You know, um, some little milestones. So, 
for me, there's a lot of there's a lot that I put into it, and it's my little baby, and I'm really proud of it, you know. And I enjoy doing. It. I love doing it, so I do get scared that I'm going to fuck it up and, and and stop doing it and talk myself out of it for some reason, thinking that no one wants to hear it. I convince myself I don't have time for it or something like stupid like that, and that that kind of um, plays in the back of my mind a lot of the time. But it motivates me as well. So, but um, yeah, momentum is hard, man. It really is. It really is hard. Um, you know, with that, doing something outside of the the norm, our everyday life and, and our routine, that's something I want to teach my kids too, man. I really do. I want to teach my kids that um, you got to do things that you love in life. Yeah, you, you need to make money as well, but um, ideally I'd be get myself into a position where by the time my kids are late teens and they're looking to, to start following their dreams in life, that they can actually follow their dreams and not, not just take a job or any job that comes along because that's what you have to do i really want them to be in a position where they can work hard at being and doing whatever they actually want in life and if they're working hard and putting the time and effort in that we can support them me and my wife can support them financially for the you know to get themselves off the ground because i think that being able to find something you love to do and spend and not have to worry about money and spend time building that up working on it and and making it happen i think that's just a really important thing in life that not not enough of us get the opportunity to do you know so i want to teach my kids that that find something you love stick with it do it try and follow that as as your you know as your sole purpose in life so you know there's plenty of people to take nine to five jobs out there and push the economy along that way and we need people doing that man but i definitely want my kids to learn that there's another way to to get through life as well so that's my little opening spiel uh, on confidence but moving on from um from that my little confidence motivation uh, momentum um reflection moment there um i mentioned in that about the whole coronavirus situation perhaps that that some of the fallout effects from that has, has affected my mindset this year and yeah man that that coronavirus is just just continuing isn't it it's still kicking on we thought that we were over it in places around australia um even new zealand have got cases community transferred cases um uh appearing again wa is looking pretty good at the minute but i guess we just learned from new zealand that it can it can pop up anywhere um, they're not really sure how it came into the country at the moment, which is kind of scary. But yeah, it can still pop up, and we can still get community transfer and things like that. So um, that sucks, man. This whole COVID thing—it just it, there's not a lot to say about it. it you, you see it on every news channel, and you hear every person talking about it in media and things like that. So I don't want to go on about it uh, too much. I don't have anything um, poignant to add to the conversation. That's for sure. But. It just sucks, doesn't it? And it really looks like it's going to be here for a bit longer than perhaps we hoped at the beginning. So, I don't know, you don't hear a whole lot about the vaccinations. You hear tidbits here and there, but nothing that seems concrete or um, super promising as of yet. And then even when they do get the the vaccines made up, it's going to be a while to roll that out and, and get, get our share um, purchased, made, you know, out into the, to the, to the healthcare um outlets and 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 you know having those people uh, administer them to the community on a wide on a, on a large scale that's going to take a while man and then that's just australia then they still can't travel overseas until they start 
getting the virus, getting the um, vaccine rolled out over there as well. And yeah, man, this economy is going to take a while to bounce back. Like the United States of America is going to take a while to recover from this. This they've been hit heavily, you know. So yeah, I think it's just a crazy bloody time, man. As far as that overseas travel, I think one good thing um, we've heard recently is that Virgin are going to uh, are refunding flights now. So I think that we need to refund our flight we had booked to Bali. We have no idea when that's going to going to happen now. Um, refund that, put that money in the bank, and then um, I think we're going to switch it up for Christmas time. So uh, we normally would drive down for the Christmas break, um, you know, the, both the kids, myself, the missus, and the dog, towing the camper trailer now as well. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a decent little mission. Um, and I just think I prefer the, to do it on my own. I can do it a lot quicker and easier and less stress on the whole family. So if I throw the kids and mum on a plane, um, instead of that barley flight, because we get a one free flight of a year through my wife's work, so they pay, they refund you for one one flight per year, like a return flight, or it's up to a dollar value or whatever it is. That was going to be the barley flight that we didn't get to take. So if we, um, yeah, refund the barley flight and then I fly the the family down at Christmas and I just drive down on, on, on my own with the dog I think that's going to be a much more um, pleasant way to start the Christmas break because you've always been knackered when you drive down I try and do it super quick like with, with as little stops as possible drive through the night all that kind of stuff you get there and you're tired and everyone's a bit ratty and you all stink and you know and then you kind of spend the first couple of days of your, of your trip recovering from the trip <laughs> so if I fly them down they're there within two hours they can all just yeah get on with their life and i'll drive down take two days to sleep overnight two two eight hour sessions me and the dog i think that's pretty doable so i think that's the way we're going to go um this year and then obviously i want to drive down with the camper trailer and stuff because i want to do that denmark um camping spot for for a couple of weeks this time this year so we're going to spend sort of as little time as possible in perth just because we find you know, we end up doing, wasting a lot of time sitting around people's houses and um, it's just, yeah, it's good to see family sit around, you know, and hang out for a bit. But at the same time, we don't get an opportunity to, to, to go down and see down south and things like that often. So we kind of want to use our time quite, you know, wisely and do more of a, more of a, um, like a, strike mission with the family like bang 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 see the see the family do a do a barbecue you know catch up at people's houses go out to the to dinner a couple of times do the movies with the kids that sort of stuff and then you know it's three days four days in perth bang take off down south and have our relaxing chilled out holiday with the with the door open for family to come down and visit and hang out down south as well if they you know if that's what they want to do um, it's just that we don't want to be in Perth for too long and then stay in Perth for another couple of nights on the way home. So we still get a, probably five nights in um, in Perth all up, which is plenty. And then the rest of the holiday will be down south. And then, yeah, less driving for the kids. They don't have to drive from Perth down, sorry, from Port Hedland down to Perth in like one stint, then spend a couple of nights there, then drive from there down to Denmark again. And then we'll do a fair bit of driving around while we're down south as well. So if I can minimise the amount of time the kids are sitting in the car, it's probably for the better. But yeah, um, speaking of family and, and kids, I've got the, the grandparents in town at the moment, which has been cool. Um, it was Heidi's birthday as well, so they got to hang around and see Heidi, see her on her birthday. She got man, presents and, you know, the kids have been loving having them here, especially Nanny. Um, you know, she's been hanging around, helping out, help, t- help drop the kids at school and just, just being around, you know, which is cool because the kids don't get that and family's super, super important. So 
pretty happy to have the grandies here and as I said Nan's been really good helping out and just 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 being there so the kids can see her and you know there's just something about that relationship between grandparents and and grandkids that's super special you know like they don't grandparents don't have to be disciplined disciplinaries like they were to us when we were kids you know they can just sort of be there and give cuddles and read books and you know just hang out that sort of stuff so that's that's cool to see that that happen and as I said super important as well man like when you live up here away from family you gotta um yeah you only get a couple of shots at it a year so it's good to to get those reps in and, and um let them know you know as they grow up yeah easy grandparents are still around still love you and then take a few more photos make a few more memories and then come christmas they'll be still um fresh in their minds in their little little minds so that's pretty cool man it was my height my, my daughter's birthday recently as well we had the, the birthday party for it on the weekend um it was going to be down the yacht club but they were super difficult to organize with them they just weren't answering the phone or emails until like the day before um the party and then they were like oh we've actually got a a, um, a, a group of 50 who have booked all the tables around the playground that day so we can squeeze you in but you won't be able to go near the playground and you know this group of 50s coming before you so therefore it'll all be you know we'll be waiting on them and yada 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 it was like okay man we've been trying to get older for the last 10 days so we'll just bail out and do it at home so we ended up doing the party at home again which is you know it's good and bad it's good that we didn't have to go anywhere and we got our own creature comforts here but it's the setting up and the packing up and all that kind of crap which is we were trying to avoid by going to the bloody yacht club but anyway, we had a good time. Kids had a ball, and we do we do have the yard for it this time of year? We got you know heaps of grassed area and trampoline and cubby house, and the kids were all running riding around on bikes and scooters. And we had a fire pit a bit later on, so it was a good good bloody evening, good afternoon for it um, for the old fourth birthday for my little girl. Um, yeah, what else has been going on, man? I feel like I don't know. It's weird. I you know so. I feel a little bit bored some weekends at the moment because kind of without bailing out and leaving the kids at home with mum all the time and trying to help out do my bits we both work full time um, so I can't just take off and go camping and fishing on my own so I'm hanging around there's not a lot to do in town with the kids if you're not going out and getting out all the time so I've been a little bit bored but I still feel like I've been busy I haven't watched any NRL this year. I haven't watched any of the rugby. Like, I haven't watched one full game. I've watched snippets here and there, even though my uh, the Mighty Storm are doing really well this year. I haven't haven't been available to watch many of those games, but they're absolutely killing it, the Storm. I think they're either top of the ladder or second on the ladder at the moment. Um, we've got UFC every bloody weekend, I think, for the rest of the year. We just watched the um, UFC 252 yesterday, which for anyone who's in, into the UFC, it was Daniel Cormier... Um, DC versus Stipe Miocic for the heavyweight trilogy fight. They were one apiece. DC won the belt off Miocic. Miocic won the belt back off DC, and this was the third rubber match. And DC's last fight, man, he's going to retire after this, so he really wanted to get the win. Um, And in one way, it was a good fight because it went the whole five rounds, so he had a knockout for the first win for DC, a knockout for the second win for Miocic, and then the third fight, they got to go the full five rounds and, and show what they've, you know, show their whole game plan, what they got. And yeah, Miocic came out on top. Um, he sort of just edged him out, really. Um, was a little bit better over the five rounds. So it was not a fairy tale finish for DC for his retirement fight. But man, it was a very, very competitive fight, and you know, end of a super 
good trilogy. So it's kind of one of those ones that's hard to 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 be disappointed in. I know he's disappointed because he's a super competitor and it was his last um, UFC fight ever. But what a what a career he had, man! And you know the guy that beat him, Steve Amiocic, is sort of widely regarded as like the best heavyweight of all time but definitely the best UFC heavyweight of all time so that was the conversation who was the best out of the two of them and you know Miocic edged him out on the third rubber match so you can't really complain about that it is what it is even though he got a massive eye poke man DC copped a massive finger to the eye in like the third round you, you watch the replay went right up in there and he said he couldn't see out of, out of his eye after that so for, for the next two and a half rounds or whatever it was he could not see out of his eye it was all swollen up it looked like his eye was looking the wrong direction and stuff which was a bit scary but yes yeah, super bad eye poke that he didn't didn't get um, point deducted for so that was pretty um, yeah pretty hairy but pretty cool good fight man and then on that same card there's a young cat um, coming up the ranks who sort of he, he likens himself as a bit of a Conor McGregor um, Israel as Adesanya sort of um, cat really stylish great stand-up striker he's got a bit of a lot of charisma and and um, and, and sort of stuff about him kind of has that it factor um, moves really good on his feet he's been talking a lot of crap online got his own little TV show he started called The Sugar Show and he's got the UFC hype machine behind him pumping him up so you know a lot uh, in the future for this kid you'd think and he was touted to be the next big thing and this is going to be his big test and he ended up getting knocked out but it was a terrible terrible stoppage he looked really good moving around what what we were all expecting to see from him um, and then he like rolled his he rolled his ankle or his foot so I'm not sure if he'd heard it kicking previously but he kind of twisted his own foot stepped on it funny and looked like he broke it or something or his ankle and then just could not walk on that foot properly after that it was really obvious how he was dragging his leg around his movement was pretty much gone so he had to go just for boxing and he was trying to trying to, to work at boxing range and then um, old mate um, hit him with a big shot and took him down hit him with about three elbows and he was moving the whole time and the ref stepped in and stopped it, man, like super, super early. And there was about 20 seconds to go for the, to the end of that round. I thought it was it was Herb Dean, who's like the, the most experienced ref in the in the game, you know, um, who's, who's really good. He's really, really good. He stepped, stopped in, stepped in and stopped this fight, I mean, way early. You see some of these ones where there's a discussion about, oh, he looked like he was out for a minute or he wasn't, you know, he took too many unanswered blows or... This dude had been hit about three times on the floor, and he was fully moving, trying to get up, posture up to get to to, to get out of it, the position. He was actively, uh, intelligently defending himself, without a doubt. And he stopped the fight, man. So it was pretty, pretty crazy, disappointing for the young kid, Sugar Sean. But you know, the the cat that beat him is a young Ecuadorian fella from, from who's come from nothing. So it's hard to not to feel happy for those guys who's you know he's just got a, um, you know a big win and and to see that that's going to help him move his career and his family along a little bit and I think Sugar Sugar Sean should be alright should come back and be able to get past this if he is as good as he seems as you know has been said and he seems to look in most of his fights if he is that good he'll be able to overcome this loss and come back again but yeah it was super disappointing the way it stopped man um, bit of a freak accident and then a super early stoppage so that kind of sucked but you do get that you do get that and it just shows how hard it is to 
to actualize your dream of being a superstar in the UFC at that level. Like to look at Conor McGregor and and Stylebender, you know, Israel Adesanya and your John Joneses and some of these guys coming up. There's always these phenoms coming up, and you know. There's phenoms who, who are really good at fighting who don't have the, the game, the talking game. and But then there's phenoms like the Sugar Sean and Conor McGregor and Stylebender who have it all. They've got the, they got the, the, um, the mic skills. They've got the skills in the cage as well. But to have those skills and to have all the stars align and everything go right for you and, and get through those tough tests and, and, and get to the upper echelon of the UFC, man, there's just so many moving parts. There's so many things that can go wrong. So what anybody says about someone like Conor McGregor um, I mean, whatever you say about him, the guy's a phenomenal fighter, and he did all the, the right things and won the fights when he needed to win them. To put himself into the, into the position where he is now, same with Stylebender. Like these guys, they, yeah, it's it's this it's it's really amazing when they actually make it to the to that top level. And the most exciting part of the sport is when you see these kids like Sugar Sean coming up, watching their career, you're on the edge of their seat every time. Can he do it? Can he pass this test? Is he as good as he says he is? And to watch them pass those tests and move forward, move forward, and the hype builds up around them and the name starts getting bigger and the fights start getting bigger, it's super exciting. You know, once they get to the top and they're champ and they're defending their belt, it's still great to watch them fight, but it doesn't have that same excitement and it factor like it does when they're young kids coming up. And it just shows you it's it's amazing when when they can get to that level um, and not have the wheels fall off. Like so many things can go wrong, and it just shows you that when one of these um, when one of these prospects trips up and and um, has their career sort of you know they have to they have to take a, a different direction, have another run at it, and you know he's now not an undefeated fighter. He was twelve and zero in MMA and and four and zero in the UFC or something. So he's got that one loss next to his name now, which is you know. Hard not to be undefeated. Hard to be undefeated in 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 the UFC or in MMA at all. Um, Stylebend is undefeated. John Jones is undefeated. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov is undefeated. Not a lot of other people are. Um, not a lot of other people are, especially not in championship level. So it does happen. But um, yeah, just, there's a lot of things have to align, and really is hard in this sport with so many variables to, for shit to go wrong and the wheels to fall off. So. Yeah, we saw a, a, a someone star get set back a little bit on the weekend. So it'll be what it'll be. We'll see where it goes from here. What else have I got, man? You know what? I put 50 bucks into my sports bet account a couple of weeks ago now. They sent me a text or, or whatever said that there was a, a deal on this weekend. If I put $50 in, they'll match it with $50 worth of bonus bets. I hadn't put money in the account for about six months, so I put some money in the account, 50 bucks, and then I forgot to gamble that weekend, didn't use it at all. Um, and then I thought, the UFC coming up yesterday, oh, cool, yeah, I'll throw a few bets on the UFC, use that 50 bucks I put in, and 50 bucks worth of bonus bets. Got to the last fight, in the second last round, and I thought, oh, yeah, I didn't put any fight, any money on the fights, I should go online and put some money on the fights now. And I had to call up because it was live betting and I couldn't be bothered, so I just didn't do it. And the point of the story is that I am just the worst gambler. I'm the worst gambler. I never win. I never get hooked on it either. I forget to gamble even when I've got money on my account. I just forget to gamble. I'm just terrible. I'm the worst gambler. So, I mean, at least I don't have a problem where I'm like betting the kids, you know, you know, school tuition money on 
on horses and shit like that or you know the the, the mortgage or the car payment and all that kind of crap like i've never had that problem i just i just forget to win i don't i forget to gamble and i never win so and it's probably because i never win so i've never had that taste of like winning a thousand dollars that i'm like yeah i want more of that you know i always win tiny little um tiny little bets and, and just keeps my money afloat for a little bit longer i'm also a super safe better i never take those big risks that give big returns so I'm just a bad better. I'm bad at gambling, man. So I guess there's worse things in life to suck at, but I'm definitely a terrible gambler. What else have I got, man? I don't know. Look, I've got, as I've been saying this for a while now, but I've been making contact with some people to get a few interviews happening. Um, so that's that's definitely coming up. And yeah, and I just feel like today, again, while I'm doing these on my own, I'll keep them nice and short and sharp, 30, 30 to 40 minutes, something like that, just get in, get out, and say what I need to say, but um, I don't know, I hope if somebody was listening today, I hope you took something out of my little, my little spiel at the beginning there, because yeah, that's how I've been feeling lately, um, yeah, sometimes it's hard, man, life's hard sometimes, isn't it, you know, you have all these ideas and these big dreams and these things you want to do, but Sometimes, you know, life just gets in the way and it's hard to pull it all off. So we just fucking keep going, man. One step, one foot after the other, um, you do what you can, you know. And what I've learned from work is, you know, when you've got big problems in front of you, break them down, break them down into manageable pieces and tackle them one one part at a time and just knock, knock them on the head as you can. And that's the same with life, I think, too. So tricky time for me lately i appreciate people that are still listening i'm really um am super self-conscious about putting out content that people aren't interested in oh uh, that's not you know yeah that's, that's not interesting and and i think getting some more people back on for interviews is a, a way to get myself out of that funk and back into the to really feeling it and being motivated and pumping out some um and moving forward progressing with this with this bloody thing so again thank you for everybody listening um and um, yeah, I see the numbers. They're still coming in pretty good, pretty strong. So I've still got a good a good listener base that that get into these things and hopefully enjoying them. Uh, yeah, that's it for me for now. Average Man Podcast episode number seventy seven. A big shout out to just to the local businesses. Uh, um, we got Pressure Force, uh, Shafted Spearfishing, PPC Productions, Captured by Carlos. Ironworks, Beards and Shears, Northwest Liquor, uh, Life and Soul. Big shout out to Jazz, Jared Jazza as well, who, who's um, recently become one of the Life and Soul coaches. He's been doing like a Muay Thai class down there lately as well. Big big shout out to, to Jazza. And yeah, we've got a uh, local athlete, Nathan Grock, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. He's an Ironman and a, and a triathlon a, a, a coach and stuff like that as well. Big shout out to Gloria Jacobs, my friend and neighbour who's going for mayor. If you, um, you know, you're interested in, in getting involved in local um, politics, go um, yeah, give Gloria a follow. Give her a, give her a vote too because she's really passionate about things in the town. Um, she's been here for a long, long time and she's really passionate about seeing this town move forward. So a yeah, big shout out to Gloria as well. Arnie G. All right, everybody. Uh, that's enough for me for now. Um, I will see you again next week and hopefully with a guest. Average Man, episode number 77. Confidence over and out. Bye.